All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 294. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation, but before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at Jakesaw. Zero one. As always, you can write our show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure you leave comments, rate this podcast wherever you're hearing it, leave us a little thumbs up, share it, whatever. Uh, make it lift us, you know? Let's let's raise the, the the tides, rising tides. Let's make it happen. As a reminder, this is a video podcast, so you can watch our show if you prefer over on our YouTube channel. Be sure you subscribe to that. And for new and or long-time listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support the show at a $1 level. The Patreon tier is called the one and only $1 Club. Head over to patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome to become a $1 patron, and we will mail you a free die-cut vinyl sticker in the mail and give you a shout-out on our show. Jacob, how are you doing on... We're recording this Monday, so this is weird. We're like, we've shifted. The show airs on Wednesdays now for non-patrons. I saw that you... I didn't actually watch it, but I saw that you had something posted on YouTube about, like, the show being delayed, and I was like, the show's not delayed. We're... Well, we didn't know. We didn't know it was gonna... I thought thought this computer shit was gonna just... Remember, I had all this computer Uh, issues. Fair enough. Shit, man. That's something. You jumped the gun. Yeah, I need to talk about that a little bit. But how are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing good, all things considered. I had a long weekend. I Saturday, I went and rode motocross. And then Saturday night, we had a gig. And then Sunday, most of the day, we were doing family stuff. And then Sunday night, I had a hockey game. So mm. I'm pretty sore today. Uh you wrecked your bike I last collided. week. What's that? You wrecked your bike last week. You talked about uh, that wrecked last my dirt bike last week. Yeah. So, um, but last night I collided with someone like fucking full speed ahead, and uh, it was just like a freak accident, and <clears throat> my stick snapped in half. Jesus, like it must have taken like it must have taken like the most of the impact. Because I, I felt fine afterwards. I like stayed down for a minute just to make sure nothing was wrong. But then I felt fine, so I kept playing. But um, anyone who knows anything about hockey sticks, they're fucking expensive. So I just like, Ugh. yeah, there you go. You know, I, I mean, I it's it wasn't like a it, you know, I don't know, hundreds of dollars just flushed down the drain because you know you collide with someone and it breaks. And then later in the game, just a quick story about it, uh, I was making a play and like I went to pass the puck and on the follow through, my stick got hung up and like, like hit somebody like in the face mask. Mm. Like they had a face mask on, but like it caught him up high. It was a complete freak accident. But this guy, like, unloaded on me, like, grabbed my so – meanwhile, one of my sticks is already broken, and I, so I'm using my backup stick. He grabs it out of my hand and literally throws it into the fucking rafters of the rink, and oh it gets stuck up there in the netting. 
So, and this guy's screaming at me. And I'm just like, I was like, bro, bro, it's an, it was an accident. Like, I'm sorry. And he just keeps yelling, 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 throws my stick. And I was just like, fine. I just got off the ice. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking deal with this. This guy's clearly unhinged. Like, so <laughs> I, uh, uh, you know, whatever, like a bunch of stuff. I still shook hands after the game and everything like that. And was he I, in the I line? Talked to that guy. Did you shake hands with he him? He wasn't. He wasn't. The refs told him to get off the ice. What an asshole! So he didn't shake hands with everybody. But uh, so because um, they saw what happened, it was like it was a complete accident. It was like a, it wasn't like I tomahawked him or something. Right. It was like a follow through, and it like just got hung up in his gear. Everyone, uh, I'm sure it's Jesus. I'm sure it's stung or whatever. But dude. Hockey is one of those sports that you can immediately tell who has control over their emotions and who doesn't mm. in a sport like hockey. Mm-hmm. Because people just, the people who don't have control just become unhinged on the yeah. ice. And it is so crazy to see because I don't suffer from that hardly at all. Yeah. But it was just funny. Like, I was, my parents came to watch the game. And so after the game, I like got up and I didn't have a stick or anything because one was broken and one was up in the fucking rafters. And uh, so I like got off and was like talking to them and they were just checking on me and stuff to make sure I was okay. And uh, here comes like the, the, one of the like maintenance guys for the rink with this big ass ladder had to like go out to the other side of the rink and climb up and get my stick out of the fucking netting. And so I was able to get it back. So that was good. I didn't lose both of my hockey sticks last night, but I just thought it was, it was just so odd. Like I was just like, who fucking does that? Like what is going on here? Like, yeah, that's a whole different level of being an asshole. But like, it's, it's weird. Cause like, I mean, it's hockey's kind of like football, right? Like you know, you're putting yourself in a situation where an accident could happen, right? You guys yeah. have rules to kind of keep people at like eighty percent or seventy percent, so people aren't getting fucking beaten up. You know what I mean? But like, well, and and for sure, to be clear, like if it wasn't that this happened literally as the game was ending, yeah. I would have probably been called for a penalty because I didn't have control of my stick and it caught somebody up high. Like that is that is a penalty and I right. would have gladly served it. But it was just like yeah, it was it was wild. And it's one you know, I don't know if you've ever encountered people like this, but he's like one of the nicest guys off the ice, mm-hmm. like totally chill in the locker room and everything, but like some people, man, they get out there in in a competitive environment and they just can't handle it. And it's not just hockey. Like a lot of sports are like this too. It's weird. I think it's like you know. I think you encounter this a lot. Engages, dude. It's like it's like whenever you think about people charging the mound in baseball Mm. and stuff. It's like the same shit. You know what I mean? Where it's like, are there instances where the pitcher like on purpose beats a batter? Sure. You know, but like I imagine a lot of times they're not really trying to. Usually the first. Usually the first. Like hit by pitches an accident, and then the other team like, man, yeah. let's let's fucking get some one of theirs, and then it becomes like, ah, oh, well, if you beam one of ours after that, it, you know, we're we're square now. But if you fucking retaliate against <laughs> ours, it, shit's gonna just yeah. go go off, you know. Or someone will talk smack on the internet, or like you know, get quoted in like a news article about talking shit about somebody, and then they're the first one to get hit by pitch. <laughs> and it's just like, but yeah, you're right, man. There is something like very, very fucking weird about 
the way people behave when they're in an arena. I mean, there there is something intrinsically primal about com- competition, right? Showing that you're better, yeah. like you're you're better than somebody, right? It's like I can beat you at this. Um, use the word beat. You know what I mean? Best I can best you. <laughs> like it's fucking it does. It gets competitive, man. People, that 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 testosterone, or even for women's sports, I've seen. You know, it's it's not really testosterone, but yeah, it just humans in general when they are. When they're competing to show that they are the best or better or can outmaneuver or do something, you know what I mean? Like that's what sports really yeah. are: is just showing somebody that you're the fucking boss. You know what I mean? No matter what it is, you're competing to say I'm better at this than you. <laughs> and no one likes to be fucking put in their place in a, on a sport arena or get hurt or humiliated or you know what I mean. So tempers fly. Definitely, it's weird, dude. That's crazy. I'm glad he didn't like haul off and fucking punch you or something no i he i mean if he'd have done that he'd been kicked out yeah i mean he would have been kicked out like he would have been punished by the league gloves off yeah yeah it's we don't really have that problem anymore i guess back in the heyday before i joined the league it was pretty brutal Mm. but it hasn't been that way in the last 10 years or so because everybody's scared of you no one wants to get into a fisted cuss with Jake. Yeah, I'm like the smallest guy on the ice, but everybody's fucking scared of me. They know. Just because of how, how crazy Because you have to I'm be tough. Into it. To be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be the smallest guy on the ice, you got to have a fucking mean streak. Watch out for that guy. Yeah. He's fast. <laughs> fast and shorter than some people and sprier, but man, don't fuck with them. That's awesome, dude. I love it. Um, dude, I, my fucking week was just, it's been a roller. It's been a hundred percent. I got some weird news today. It's been a really fucking weird roller coaster, man. And it's news I'll share because it's not a big deal. Let it be a lesson to other people. But so we started off Thursday. I'm doing a 3D print and I fall asleep on the couch. It's late at night. You know some of the story, Jake. But my 3D printer runs until I turn it off. And, and even if it's done printing, there's no like screensaver. There's no energy saving mode. So it just stays powered on and it doesn't do anything. Just the LCD screen stays lit. And it's like, well, it'd be nice if you could like tell it, hey, when the print is complete, auto shut off. I'm sure some have that feature. Mine doesn't. So I woke up at like two in the morning. And my studio, my printer's down in the basement because I run a ventilation out the dryer whatever you want to call it, exhaust. And um, my studio is shares a room with my basement. And uh, I was down in the basement at 2 in the morning. I'm tired as fuck. I got to work in the morning. I go and I shut off the, the 3D printer. And I just see like a glow in my studio right here where I'm sitting. I'm using this computer. I'm talking to a computer. I'm recording the podcast on my, on my Mac. And... Uh, you know, I know it's a little dated. It's like a 2017 Mac. I think I bought it in like 20, 2019, 20, 2019 probably is when I bought it. But it's 2017 Mac, uh, the 27-inch Retina display. It, it, they don't make these anymore. Um, but needless to say, uh, I look in, there's a glow, and the screen's on. And I'm like, well, that's not right because I have... I have it in sleep mode, and I don't have auto updates for a reason that I feel like we'll just lengthen this podcast beyond, but it's pertinent. I'll try to keep it short. My audio interface is a Zoom Tac 8. Uh, it's no longer being supported by the company Zoom, and I, and I have daisy-chained two of these units together, and it's, and it's lightning. 
So it communicates really fast. So when I record audio, when we're doing this, it just, it works. I've got, I don't know, there's a couple bad channels on it, but I think there's 16 channels that I can record simultaneously into my Mac. My Mac can handle it. It's a perfect situation for my studio. It's no longer supported by Zoom. These things are like $550, $600 a piece. I've got two of them. My Mac was about $2,000. So I come down here. When I say it's not supported anymore, that means that the drivers aren't getting updated to play nice with the new operating systems that Mac rolls out, right? So at a certain point, Zoom has kindly put out a uh, compatibility chart. And they say, here are the operating systems that your unit can work with. The most current operating system that they say my sound system will work with is Big Sur. And if you're familiar with Mac, all of their, I don't know if they're, I think they're all cities in California. Is that right? Are they cities or are they national parks or something? It doesn't matter. It's California. I, I don't know that. I don't know that Snow Leopard is a is a. No, they did animals, and then when they switched, it became or El Capitan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that is. That's something though. I think I don't know, but anyways, they name them after something. So it's stupid sounding. It's, it's called Big Sur. Two words. So, and when I did my taxes this past year, TurboTax couldn't run on High Sierra, which is what I was running, and it said, "Well, you need to upgrade your operating system to run fucking TurboTax." And I'm like, well, shit, like if I upgrade my operating system to run TurboTax, I might lose my, you know, what, $1,200 audio interface because it won't work anymore. And I'm like, I'm in a fucking pickle. So we talked about this on another show. Need to say, I come in the room, screen's glowing, and it's like restarting. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. I'll just sit here and watch it. And the progress bar goes about, eh, about a third of the way up. And then the screen goes dark. And then it comes back on and it says... There's there's an error re, there's an error rebooting your computer. Um, press a key or just wait a couple seconds. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna hit a fucking key. And then it goes, all right, booting. Third of the way up, off on. There's an error booting your computer. I'm like, okay, it's in a boot cycle. This fucking sucks. I didn't touch it. I didn't do anything. So my initial thought is hard drive failure. Like the hard drive went in the middle of the night, and then the system like. You know, like when a person gets a super high fever, sometimes their brain just shuts off. The body just shuts down to try to cool yourself down. Maybe the fan broke. Maybe something happened. I don't fucking know, but it's 2 in the morning. I got to work in the morning, and now I'm worried about, like, all this shit down here. So I get down here. I start get my phone out. And it's like, oh, boot into recovery mode. So you press, like, command shift R or something when you reboot it, and it takes you recovery mode. It has a, has a, uh, an application called utility, uh, disk utility. And uh, you run that on the hard drive, and it checks the boot record for any errors. And then if it finds them, it's supposed to repair them and reboot it, and you should be good. In Disk Utility, I run it, and it goes, oh, there, yeah, there's an error. It says, uh, you, the message that I get from Disk Utility while I'm in recovery mode says, use Disk Utility in recovery mode to fix this error. And I'm like, well, that's what I'm fucking doing. So I click OK. I do disk utility again. Found an error. Use disk recovery and, and whatever. And I'm, I, that's what I'm doing. So now we've hit another fucking impasse. So now it won't fix. So I restart. I'm like, well, maybe that fixed it. Nope. Right back. It's just looping. And then I'm like, what else do I do, Internet? And it says go into safe mode. So I get into safe mode. And surprisingly, it comes up. My computer screen works. Everything's like, I'm like, dude, I'm just going to run my computer in safe mode forever. Like, I get in safe mode. It's running about 
It's slow is like, I don't know, like a 286, like whatever. Like it's like the slowest Intel processor in the world. Like everything is so bogged down. And I tried disk utility there. And it's like it runs through the drive. It says it found some weird anomalies. The thing that's supposed to fix it says this error occurred so many times that we're just going to disregard it and continue. Doesn't fucking repair it. I restart it. Third up. Fucks up, fucks up. And then I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to like delete my hard drive. It's a good thing I have a backup. And then people are like, no, 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 just do the backup in safe mode. Restore your computer from your time machine backup. Okay. So I get into safe mode. I go to, uh, and Mac users who are listening know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about, I'm sure. So I go into uh, the, the restore mode, restore from a previous backup. I select the date and time that is supposed to take an image of everything and just overwrite the current situation which is brilliant it won't give me the hard drive to restore it to so it's like select a drive that you want to install this recovery snapshot on it's not finding the hard drive so I'm like it's got to be the fucking hard drive at this point I'm like full-fledged panic like my computer needs fucking service the hard drive it's a fusion drive which is like a two it's like a it's like a, a it takes one drive, but I think it splits half of it into a flash, and then the other half is like your main hard drive. It's just weird shit Apple's experimenting with back then, but uh, nowadays they just have solid state drives. It was like the solid state drive made before solid state drive. Anyways, so dude, long story fucking short, I go and I'm like, I go back to recovery mode. You have an option to upgrade or option to reinstall OS X, the base operating system that it shipped with. I'm like, you know what? That's the answer. Because installing a new operating system on a Mac doesn't doesn't format your hard drive. It just overwrites it. It puts it. So I'm like, all right, I go. I click on the thing. I connect to the internet through recovery mode. It says the the location on the server for this file is no longer valid. So whatever the link that they're using Mac for OS X when you do this reboot, it just doesn't fucking work. So now I'm like, now what the fuck do I do? So I'm looking up like Apple Genius Bars. I'm like, I got to take it to Pittsburgh. And that's when I started posting all those things on YouTube because I'm like, there's no way this shit's getting fixed. And I'm not not going to up – I'm not going to try to install – I don't know. I don't have any options actually. I don't. Um, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I wonder if I can upgrade the operating system in safe mode because I can get into safe mode. And if I can get into the app store and I can do a software update and update – to the latest operating system in, in, on Mac, at least I'll get my computer back. Now, my audio interface, it says it's not compatible, and the, the latest system is Ventura. It's not compatible. It says Apple Silicon slash Ventura, not compatible. And I'm like, all right. And I start thinking, well, fuck, I'm running an Intel processor on this Mac. It's older. So if I just update the operating system, is it really Ventura that it's not compatible with, or is it computers that ship with Ventura, which would be the new Apple Silicon. And like, I don't know. They're not clear about it. So it's probably just not tested. So anyways, I'm able to finagle a way to upgrade my operating system in safe mode. And I install Ventura. And I'm like white knuckled. I'm sweating. All of the things. I'm just sitting here. It's like, okay, install will be done in about five minutes, four minutes, three minutes. And the progress bar is going. And it fucking boots up. Sound audio shit works. Uh, 
didn't lose anything and my Mac has never ran better. So I don't know what happened. I don't know why my Mac quit working. I don't know why it rebooted. Maybe I have a hard drive that's on the fritz of breaking. Maybe maybe they force fucking did something to my Mac to cause it to reboot and try to install some shit. It didn't like a security thing. I don't know why it would have restarted like at two in the fucking morning, but I don't know. I think my house is haunted. I think I'm cursed, but that's the story of my hard drive, dude. Um, I know you probably have all kinds of opinions about Mac because you're a PC guy, but fuck, man. It's Dude, Mac makes Mac makes fucking amazing hardware. They it's do so premium, and it's so just just the feel of it, the in the way that it looks is so amazing. Yeah. But their software is horrible, and the fact that they make you, the fact that they have planned obsolescence should be illegal. Like I, I don't understand why it's okay for them to just be like, fuck it, we're just all of a sudden going to make it impossible for you you to use your apps unless you buy the new iPhone or you buy the new fucking Mac. Like to me, it seems like that shit should be illegal, yeah. but it's a closed ecosystem, so they're allowed to do it. Now, it'll, it enables them to do a lot of really neat things like the way that the phone – and the Mac airdrop is amazing. The, you know, like the way all that shit kind of works together, mm. and the AirPods like know how to switch between back and forth between all this stuff. Like, I will admit, like all that stuff is very impressive. Yeah, but if you are somebody who needs to be in any way uh, nimble with like the software that you use and the ability to kind of move around, or you want to have your equipment for a while, like. Max, like it's a, it's a, uh, it's a gamble. It's a gamble because, like, like your situation there, four years ago or three years ago or however long ago it was, you spend two or three thousand dollars on oh, a shit. really nice Mac, right. and then if you bought a PC that cost three thousand dollars, that thing would last you ten years. Right, right. Whereas, like with a Mac, it's like. After three, four years, you're like you're really on the edge. Especially you just when can't it update it. it. You just can't update it. That's the yeah. thing. But then, but they make it hard because some then right. some apps you want to like use. You want to use fucking turbo. If you want to use the new version of the app, or, right? You yeah, can't right. without updating right. it. You know, so like uh, it gets really weird. But we don't have to talk yeah. about this now. So, I will say, I will say, I do actually. I am really jealous of Mac in just their build quality yeah. and like the way that their screens look oh, I love and it. just, it's so amazing. But like, even like the idea that you just, you're, you can't work on your own shit. Like that drives me fucking mm. crazy. Yeah. Like the situation that you had over the weekend, worst case, if it was a PC and let's say your hard drive did crash. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you drive to Walmart, buy a fucking hard drive, fucking put it in your computer it. and you're, you're ready to go in an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. uh, but a bit of a digression. I they have a lot of fail safes, man. Just about. every single one didn't work for me for whatever reason. Like I was like, oh, every everywhere I turned, there was an answer somewhere with what to do. And every time I tried it, it didn't fucking work. So it's weird because like so many people in those forums, like, oh yeah, this 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 is the way to go. It worked for me. And then they're like five thousand people. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. But for my situation, it didn't. So I mean, you just don't know. But the other the other couple quick things that I want to talk about, we'll get to the PlayStation stuff in a second. I feel like I miss uh, I miss the listeners in doing this. It feels like it's been a while, but it hasn't. It feels like it has. Um, 
two other quick things. We had that show for, uh, Saturday night. It was weird. Like, there weren't a lot of people there. I went in afterwards, and uh, Casey was like, dude, there were 40 people in here who came for the music, but they said it was too cold to be out there. And I was like, what? Yeah. He goes, yeah, there were 40 people. I told them that was going to happen. Yeah, we played outdoors, <laughs> and uh, they were like, yeah, I guess we had an audience, but they didn't come out, which we played to some people, but not as many as I'd like. I had the check cleared at the end of the day, but so that happened, and then um, Sunday, one of my lands shot a music video. And uh, I did it on my iPhone. I have a 13 Pro. And uh, I downloaded this app called Filmic Pro. I've had it. I think uh, – so I got I got grandfathered into the non-paid version of it. It's called Filmic Pro Legacy. And you can do a lot of really cool stuff, man. And uh, I'm really impressed with the quality of – we. I don't want to spoil it in case uh, – I guess it doesn't matter. You know what we did. We, we shot in slow-mo. So I'll leave it there. We we did a, a slow-mo video at 200 and 260 frames per second running at 30 frames per second. So you can imagine how slow that is. It's absolutely awesome looking. And um, it took – it was about a 30-second shot. And in real time, it was like almost three minutes long. So um, – that gives you an idea how slow this looks. And the quality is fucking top tier. Like the slow motion shit that we did is so good looking and it looks completely professional and it's so fucking rad. And I can't wait to share it with people. Did that on Sunday. I had to get some blood work done. This is the news. I, th- I said, I'm an open book. I'd share with you guys get in order. Um, I have, uh, 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 for anyone who cares, my, my, the, the my father's side of the family, they have, um, uh, genetic heart problems. Uh, I'm on a medicine for my heart. It's my blood pressure actually. And it's, and it's just, it runs in the family. Doc said there wasn't really a whole lot I can do because I have what they call left ventricular hypertrophy and it's nothing to, I don't want you guys to worry. It's nothing big. I've had it for a while. Um, they identified it for a while. It runs in my family. Uh, I just have to keep an eye on it. So I'm on medicine for that. Well, I go and I get my blood work done and, uh, just part of my regular physical, whatever. And my good cholesterol, the stuff that you want to be ele- uh, elevated, no, sorry, is fine. Yes. Mm-hmm. My bad cholesterol, the stuff that you don't want and you want it to be low, is has been historically a little high for, for, mm-hmm. for where it should be. I mean, you're supposed to be under 100. I think most times when I get it, it's like 107 or something, um, which isn't like, oh, my God, you're going to fucking die. But it's like at the point where they're like, fine. maybe – what's that? It's fine. Yeah, but it's like, but this last something you can fix with like diet and stuff like you know what I mean. Well, yeah, but they say your bad cholesterol when it's high like this. And I talked to my doctor and I looked into it, and he was like, because when even when I was running nonstop and dieting and and doing better with food, I couldn't get it below a hundred, and maybe the damage was already done from shitty whatever but so we couldn't get it down we couldn't get it down well this time around i know i put on like maybe 10 pounds 15 pounds or something during covid or whatever but we take it and it's like 119 and he's like yo brother he goes i think it's time i think we got to try something some sort of medication just to get it under because you know with all the strokes happening all the shit and i'm like dude i don't know but once you take it it's okay to come off it he said but it's a very small dosage. I'm going to try it. My dad has problems. It's, again, uh, cardiovascular disease runs in my family. So this is something I've never been able to really temper myself. I've tried. So that's my latest good news. But I'm not really Dude, worried I hope, about it. 
I hope you don't have any issues because from what I've heard, yeah. uh, cholesterol medication fucking sucks to be on. Yeah. So hopefully because yours is a low dosage, you don't have to deal with it. But I know like my boss had to be on it for a while yeah. and he did everything in his power to get off of it because he just hated yeah. being on it. Yeah, dude, it sucks. I, uh, from what I understand and I looked online, the one I got prescribed is apparently the one that has minimal side effects. They said the only thing I got to be super careful about is if I feel any kind of muscle pains. They said you can get like muscle pains. And I'm like, well, I guess really. What's that? Interesting. Yeah. So I, that's that was really all. And it's dude, it's only ten milligrams, which is like so small. Um, right. Yeah. So I we'll see, we'll see. But that's that's my weekend in a fucking nutshell. So all you people who are thinking about you know getting healthy, do it. You know, I fell off the running. Um, the exercise wagon this this past summer um, when the wildfires happened. I wish I wouldn't have. I wish I would have kept with it. But I honestly don't think it would have made a difference because I was running fucking three five k's a week last year, and my bad cholesterol was still elevated. So, and I was eating better. So I, I just think it's a it's a genetic thing. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully you're right, Jake. Hopefully it doesn't fuck me up. We'll see. I guess I'll report back next episode and let everybody know. But that's where I'm at, dude. Um, I'm so stoked to show everybody the one of my land song, though, in the video, the song for our new record. Oh, my God. It's it's going to be so awesome. Did I send you any pictures or anything from that? I don't think so. Dude. All right. Well, with that out of the way, that is the opening of our show. And I don't have my pen. Here it is. Um, so that was the opening. After the opening, I usually talk about games that we're playing. So we're going to touch briefly. I got a feeling I know what Jake's been doing, if anything. It's probably been Starfield, but I'll let him tell you about that. Um, I've been playing um, PGA 2K23 still, and I'm real close to pulling the trigger on the Bubble Bobble game that's on sale right now. I've been talking about Bubble Bobble for a while on the podcast, and it's always like you know 25 bucks on sale. And uh, right now it's $14.99, and this is the lowest I've ever seen it. And I know this because it has been on my wish list and uh, I know, I just know, I can track this shit on my wish list. So, Jake, <laughs> what are you playing? Uh, I'm playing Starfield, obviously. Mm. No, uh, no surprise there. I'm going to be playing it for a while. But, dude, this game gets better the longer I play it. I'm about that's weird. Eighteen hours in, eighteen or nineteen hours in, and. Uh, Man, there's just something about it. Like, I think it's just, it's so big and there are so many systems and so much stuff going on that, like, you really have to, like, ease into mm-hmm. it. And then, like, the quests, like, the missions and stuff, they get better and better. And, like, the characters seem to be getting better. And, like, weird shit will happen just when you're running around. Like, uh, like I was on a mission, and I don't know that this is really a spoiler. Maybe this happens to everyone. But I was, like, I was on a mission on this planet. And then I was getting ready to leave, so I like get in my ship and I take off of the planet or whatever. And right before I get ready to jump to like the back to the home star system or whatever, where the where your home base is, mm-hmm. uh, I get hailed by this ship, and it's like, "Hey, we're having a party on our ship over here. You should come dock with us and and, and hang out." And I'm just like, "What the fuck is this? Like, is this like a pirate?" Or something like that. So, like, 
I was like, well, maybe I'm not going to do it. And then another time I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just go over there and I'll see what's going on. Yeah. So like, I, I have all my gear. I make sure I got like all my weapons and shit. And I grab like my, my, the buddy that I have at the time. And I dock on this ship. And I go inside and it's literally just a bunch of people partying uh. on this like, this like ship floating in space. They're like drinking and stuff. And it's, uh, it's like weird shit like that happens a lot. Like there's 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 interesting emergent gameplay elements that I think are unique to this game and and I guess maybe Bethesda games in general. And there's just a lot of like really neat kind of buggy stuff that happens and I know people people like to give Bethesda shit about bugs, but like game breaking bugs quest breaking bugs things like that yeah they need to fix that stuff mm-hmm. but some of the, like the funny shit that happens in the game because of like physics and stuff i think is just it just adds to the enjoyment of the experience and i dicked yeah. around a little bit with like the ship builder there's like a there's like a thing where you can just build your own ships and all this and kind of like add habitats and put different cockpits on and like the ships like when you finish building it you can go inside of it and fully walk around That's awesome. you know, when you're between missions and everything. And um, it's pretty neat. And I uh, I don't know. I'm just really enjoying it so far. So I don't really have a whole lot extra mm-hmm. to say about it. But um, it makes me bummed out that Bethesda is Xbox exclusive now. Because I think... From my perspective as a fan, I think their their content is kind of a big loss for the PlayStation community. I don't think it's going to hurt the PlayStation community as a whole because, you know, PlayStation still has what I would consider the best of the best in terms of like AAA experiences. Right. But I think that there's something about not just the Bethesda games like Starfield and Elder Scrolls and Fallout – but even shit like, you know, Doom and Wolfenstein and uh, uh, what was the game that I just – Deathloop, you know, that like Dishonored, that kind of stuff. Now, maybe it's possible that in the future because some of those games have history on PlayStation that they'll release new ones on. Mm. But I don't know. I would just assume that we're not getting anything, you know. So I don't know. Maybe someday – you guys will be able to play it, whether it's on PlayStation via like some yeah. PlayStation version of Game Pass or whatever. But oh, I uh, I was talking last week about how I bought that dongle for, yeah, for the, the controller. PlayStation controller. I ended up returning it, so uh, I've just because because I was playing on the PlayStation controller and I was like, oh, this feels all right, and then I switched back over to the Xbox controller and it felt just as good on the Xbox controller. And when I had that dongle plugged in, it would, like, freeze up my Xbox when I tried to switch between controllers and stuff. So I was just like, I can't be fucking with this hacky shit. Yeah. It was too expensive for that. So I just boxed it up and sent it back. And they gave me a full refund. Amazon gave me a full refund for it. But I I think it worked really well. But it was just like if I had my PlayStation controller paired and then I tried to use my Xbox controller – it would like the Xbox controller would connect, but then it just wouldn't work in game. Yep. And I would have to disconnect, pull the dongle out of my Xbox, 
then reconnect my controller, start it back up, and I don't know. That's, that's part of the reason why I don't. I just generally don't buy third-party controllers and hardware and stuff like that. It just has never really, in my opinion, been perfect. Huh. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably the right move. Get rid of it if you're not using it. You know, why let it sit around, be a paperweight? Yeah. Get your money back. Yeah. Very good. Well, hey, we're going to get into listener feedback every episode. Jacob and I, we talk about uh, what you guys want us to chime in on. And you guys can write the show on our YouTube channel. Just leave a comment on this episode. You can send us an email at gmail.com or... As we prefer, you just head on over to our Patreon and uh, give us a dollar a month and write us over there. But One Black Talon writes in and he says, is there any way to listen to your podcast from late 2020? I would like to hear your initial reaction to the PS5. Um, Lucky for One Black Talon, yes, there is. There is a way. Our Tumblr site, we used to host all this on a Tumblr site. It's still there. We used to talk about it in the intro of the show. But our uh, our episodes have been cataloged on Tumblr. Now, I quit uploading to Tumblr a while back. So if you can't find them through the regular feeds, then I don't know what to tell you at this point. But I was able to find that episode, and I redirected One Black Talent there. And if you guys are interested, the address to our old shows, just so we can prove we've been around as long as we have, is uh, – tumblr.com slash ps this is awesome there's some very embarrassing podcasts on there where we didn't know what the hell we were doing but you will probably be able to notice the growing pains if you want but it's funny because on that episode we still had the old intro song where we're like cussing and stuff which is talking about ted eating a stick of butter and all that old shit was still that was the intro i'm pretty sure uh the Tumblr site goes all the way back to OG, like original yep. Yep. first episode, right? It was very painstaking, but I was able to I was able to save all that shit. So, yeah, it's all on there. So you guys can check it out there if you want. If you want a want a little PS, this is awesome history. But yeah, that's a that's an interesting episode to request. Was like when the PS5 was announced or whatever. Our initial impressions, and uh, it's on there. What's nice about the Tumblr site, I think you can actually just search within our site for keywords. And as long as I put it in the show notes, then it'll pull up everything, I think, that involved that, which is really nice. Yeah, feature. so so if you go to the archive, I'm just like browsing the Tumblr site now. Mm-hmm. If you go to the archive, it it's like as we posted them. They're on there. But then when you get to September 2016, must have been when you uploaded everything because – there's just a menagerie of them, and it goes all the way back to episode one, which was like fucking three hours long. Is that the right address? I, the, the early episodes were really long because we were super excited, and it was like PlayStation 3, and we were getting yeah, ready for The Last of Us, and mm-hmm. like talking about the new console and all this stuff. There's so many and, episodes uh, there, and it's we were using – we were we hacked this – the way to do it um, – and it was just we, we we're uploading our episodes to archive.org, which is a national free web hosting space for anything media related. So we we put all of our podcasts on there and then we redirected the, the 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 whatever feed to just find those. 
So when you guys were listening on your iTunes, it was just pulling it right off of this free archive.com website, which is a way for us to get out of paying anything to host our podcast. We outsmarted the system and we didn't break any rules technically. But uh, yeah, very good. I want to go back and listen to that, uh, to some of the old ones, like episode 100, where we had all those people in my basement. It's on there. Yep. We had like we had like six people on the podcast. Yeah, that was fun. It's pretty pretty interesting. Troy was on that yeah, one. Yeah, he was. We need to do something. There was for, another ep- Huh? I'm sorry. Go well, ahead. we need to do something for 300. We, we had briefly talked about doing a live show. I think it's going to be Halloween weekend, so we should do something just Halloween themed. And do we do it live? Uh, we need to think. We need to think about it. We could. Yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Well, if, if we the listeners have so. any opinion what they would like for us to do for that, you know, chime in. You know, we can bring on some guests. We can bring LJ and your brother on, and uh, if they're free, of course, you know, maybe we can have my brother make a guest appearance for once in his life. Um, I don't know that we'll get much out of him, but we can try. Maybe you'll get to hear some sibling rivalry on the podcast, which Jake loves. Yeah. <laughs> be exciting. I had him on the phone the other day, and I was like, dude, the listeners want to hear from you, man. They want to hear what you have to say about Genshin Impact. And he's like, do they? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, sure. I mean, why not? They might. And he goes, I don't know. I don't have much to say about that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You're the only one playing all these nerdy games. Um, I'd love to hear his opinions on Boulder's Gate, to be honest with you. He's in it. He's knee-deep in it, man. He has a lot of great... He said... He told me it's so D&D that, like, in order to, like... I got to sneeze, guys. Hold on one second. I'm so sorry. Hold on. All right. Got that out of my system. He said that in order to, like, heal another character, you have to throw a potion at their feet or throw a potion at them to heal them. And it's so D&D that he had a person who was dying. He threw the potion and the potion hit them and killed them. Like, because it's just, it's a dice roll. And he goes, dude, he's like, it's so hard because you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, you can have your intent. I've heard that it's very hard. I am really interested in playing it still, but I have heard it's very hard. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, maybe we'll get him on here to talk about Baldur's Gate 3. The other listener feedback comes from Big Box. And uh, Big Box writes, I just heard Fred... Talking about his too many great games launching in a narrow window dilemma, and there seems to be a way to ease the financial burden. I have no idea why or how Sony allows this, but the PS5 settings, you can share your account with any PS5 user on planet Earth. This means you can share your libraries with one another so you can coordinate game purchases and theoretically spend half the money you normally would. You buy Baldur's Gate 3... I'll buy Spider-Man 2. We'll both be able to play each for half the price. I'm not sure about the details as I don't do it myself, but it might be worth looking into if you're interested. Probably doesn't work for multiplayer games. Another great show. Catch you next week. Big Box, this is something that I think Jake has some familiarity with with his brother. I think they've done this. I don't know if you have to trust another person with your card information or your account information. So I don't know specifically if what he's talking about is the same thing as what I do with Josh. So Josh is logged into my PSN account on his PlayStation, and I am logged into his PlayStation account or PSN account on my PlayStation. And the way that it works is is that I have his – my console at home is set as my primary PlayStation – 
and his is set as my secondary and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I can log into his account, download any of his games, and then switch to my account, and they're still installed and I can play them. And that's how the sharing works between him and I. But I don't know if what Big Box is talking about is something a little bit more straightforward where you don't have to like, you know, share account information with somebody else. Because my brother could technically, because I don't have it all like password protected and all this shit, he probably could log into my account and buy something on there. But it might not with my credit card. But it might not let him because it's not the primary console. I'm not sure. We've never Dude, really did so mind because I trust for him, me. So. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about it, man. But uh, I do know that um, I appreciate Big Box for bringing it up. It's something definitely worth looking into. It's not really – So he has my – my I, I uh, something that would be good to get – interesting to get Josh's opinion on is uh, I gave him my – I didn't give it to him. I let him borrow my PSVR 2 mm-hmm. because I was like I, – I was like – I'm installing Starfield. I'm not going to be playing this thing for a while. And he was interested in it. So I was, he was, he was like, can I borrow your PSVR one? And I was like, would you still have a PS4? He's like, no, I sold my PS4. And I was like, well, then you can't use it because I don't have that dumb fucking dongle. So, so I was like, I'll just give you my PSVR two. It's way better. Anyway, you, you'll have way more fun. Plug and play. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. And, uh, you know, just don't break it and I'll just get it back whenever I get it back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I know, I, th- I know, I don't know what all he's played, but I know he bought beat saber. So oh, he's been dude. playing, so playing cool. around with that. Yeah. Um, you should have made him buy it under your name. That way when he gave it back, he'd have a new <laughs> game to play as, as the fee for uh, borrowing yeah. my, my $550 headset. Yeah. Dude, any games you <laughs> no, buy? I don't care. My I told I told him he should download Gran Turismo and try it, but it's kind of a big ask cuz you got to inst- that's a big game to install. Yeah. To like just try out, you know. Yes, I don't know. Sir. But I I did I did have the hanker in a few days ago to like break it out. Play Gran Turismo in VR. It's so good. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, thanks for writing in and uh we're going to get on with the news here and the uh, the news is interesting, and we're going to cut right to what I think everybody wants to hear us talk about. And uh, the first point of news is that there was there was another PlayStation. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what are they called? State of, State play. of play. I almost said showcase, and I was like, I know that's not right. There was a there was a State of Play. So we'll get to that big story first. We've kept listeners waiting until Wednesday for our show. So let's dive into the good news first. And uh, they launched a state of play on Thursday. And uh, we saw some things. We're just going to go briefly over some of the things that they showed off and uh, initial impressions, opinions real quick through it. I don't we don't need to elaborate on all the stuff too much. But the but the takeaways were we saw more gameplay from Helldivers 2. And uh, we get a release date. So this is going to be released in 2024, but it's going to be early. It's going to be February 8th, 2024. This game looks good, man. Uh, it looks really cool. Um, it's 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 definitely on my list. Jake? Helldivers 2 looks awesome. I am very curious as to how it's going to play, just mm-hmm. because... You know, I'm not a multiplayer gamer, so I don't know how this is going to sit with me. Um, if it's something that I'm going to be able to really play, 
But, uh, yeah, it's it definitely looks good, though. It looks very, very fun. I just don't know if it'll work from a single-player perspective, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, looks good. Uh, we also saw Honkai Star Rail. Um, I believe this was shown during the State of Play. I, I can't remember what I thought it was. But if it's not, just consider this another news point. But it got its release date for PS5 now, and that's going to be uh, October 11th. So that's coming right up around the corner. There's been a lot of curiosity about when this game's going to drop for PS5. Now, Honkai Star Rails by uh, the same developer who has made Genshin Impact, which was started off as a mobile game, and it's one of those gotcha games, and it just has people. It's just sunk its teeth into so many people. And uh, I'm expecting Honkai Star Rail to do the same on PS5. I'll probably fucking try it, dude. It's free. So, Jake, anything about Honkai? I mean, it looks... It looks interesting, but I... <coughs> excuse me. Um, but I don't know... The thing is, is that this game is probably going to be a lot like Genshin Impact, where when I play it, I'm like, man... This seems like something I would really enjoy if it wasn't a free-to-play game. Like, if it didn't have all those free-to-play elements and the gotcha shit right. in there, I think I would really like it. And I have a feeling that Honkai Star Rail is probably going to be exactly the same way. You know, I don't want to have to worry about the gotcha shit and, like, all the stuff you could pay for and all that crap and, like, the near-endless content and everything and... So, but I will say that it does look very good. So I'm uh, I'm excited for the people that are in these types of games. I mean, I I, I don't know if if your brother is excited for it at all because I know he's a big Genshin guy. Yeah. But um, <sighs> if he likes Genshin Impact, he's probably gonna like this game too. But he might have so much in Genshin, he's just like. And that's the other thing that you got to worry about when you're developers. If you make the same kind of game, but just in a different like setting, which is like this kind of futuristic, it's like. Are you going to get those people that you already have completely invested in another game of yours? Or are you just trying to get more people into the shit that you make that are interested in different stuff? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're, That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, and next one we saw, this one was actually hilarious. It was this walking simulator thing that was kind of a joke. It's called Baby Steps. It's just the guy's fucking legs just going like this. And she's walking. And it's, uh, yeah. It looks so goofy. I don't have anything to say about it except it looks ridiculous. Um, it looks like it, it looks like it's going to be one of those games that is just going to be from just because of the physics and situations that happen that it's probably going to create some hilarious like content yeah you know what i mean but i don't know if it is something that i would find necessarily fun to play if that makes any sense right but it looks like it's it's aiming for like a a light-hearted kind of silly theme which to me is is always uh attractive in a video game so much of what we play now is, is too serious and dark mm. like i, I miss when games like I haven't, I don't know if I've brought it up in a while, but the the South Park game, The Stick of Truth, is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever played in my entire life. And I wish, I wish we got more stuff like that. Not like South Park specifically, but like just 
games with a lot of comedy. humor and silliness and comedy. Like everything that we consider good games or great games now is all like this dire Last of Us shit where you want to freaking cut yourself after you play it. Jesus. And like so I am always welcoming of something like this that is very clearly attempting some kind of humor. Yeah. So no, I get, that's I get my it. take. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks funny. Um, uh, another thing we saw was finally we got more video game shit from Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Um, it was a nice little trailer. Uh, it's going to be releasing in 2024. So we just got a 2024 release window. So we have a little bit of ways on that. And uh, this game looks cool. I am not an Avatar person. I could give two shits about this game. Uh, although I think I'm the minority there. I think a lot of people are actually interested in this. Um, I don't uh, know. Dude, I think this game looks fucking awesome. I I'm just not in whatever the world. Dude, it, to me, it looks like... And I know this is people... A lot of people have been saying this, but it literally looks like a Far Cry game. That they just put a avatar skin over, and it looks like they did. It doesn't look like they phoned it in. Like it actually looks like they put a lot of effort into it. So I'm actually really intrigued by this, and I don't know. I I think everybody kind of thought this game was going to come out this year, mm-hmm. but it's probably good that it's pushing to next year because there's just too much shit releasing right now, and uh, I don't know that. Um, that it's really a good time for it, if I'm being honest. So I'm excited. It doesn't say it didn't, we didn't get an exact date, right? They just said 2024. Yeah, it's just 2024 release. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that there's some room around this game next year because I think it could be something that I'm really interested in. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, it's just not. It's just not. It does. It doesn't. The theme is not for you. The theme, right? It's the theme. It does, doesn't. Did you do watch the? Did you watch any of the movies? The first one. I never saw the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't see the second one either. The first one was good. It's fine, but I wasn't like. Yeah. I wasn't like, fucking, oogling over head over it. heels for it or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I I, I'm the same way. I honestly feel the same way about the franchise. But I there's something about the way the game looks as far as playing it that seems interesting to me. Yeah. All right. Well, next up, we got Tales of Arise. Um, it's getting an expansion. So that game's been out for a while, but the expansion is called Beyond the Dawn. It's coming out November 9th, 2023. I don't really care. I don't play Tales of Arise. I, I know people are Beyond stoked about the it. Dong. Beyond the Dawn. Beyond the Dawn. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, <laughs> this is one of those games that, to me, when I see the trailer for it, it looks awesome, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I could play it. Okay. Like it's one of those just Japanese style act like role playing games. I, I think there's even it's like a pretty action kind of focused combat. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's more turn based. I don't know. It's one of those games where I don't know if it's too weeby for me, mm-hmm. but it looks like something that I could enjoy. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't but know. It's, but it's definitely it's definitely like this would be a it's on sale and I need something to play kind of game. Like, it's not something that I'm just going to jump into because I it, it wouldn't be my first choice as far as games to play. No, dude, there's so many in my back catalog I need to play. Speaking
Speaking of which, Resident Evil 4 is one of them. I haven't played this yet, but uh, they announced the the old uh, bonus content for the original Resident Evil 4 um, called Separate Ways, which you got by beating the original campaign. You can unlock that uh, extra. It's like a mini campaign. It's called Separate Ways. Is coming to Resident Evil 4 on September 21st, 2023. So... That's literally in like a fucking week, less than a week. It's like four days. Um, they're releasing that DLC. So, dude, Capcom is just on fire. They're releasing everything people we want, everything everything that people want. Sorry, and they're also doing an update to the Mercenaries mode. And not to forget, we're getting Resident Evil Four in VR two this winter. So, dude, I might wait because my my most cherished moment in Resident Evil in, in VR. Was Resident Evil 7 first experience in VR the whole way through? I, I look have at it as bragging rights. Have you rights. never played Resident Evil 4? Never played it. I, I'm of two minds of it because I almost feel like you should play it as it was intended first mm. just to get the experience of the game that everybody everybody covets and then do the VR mode. But I don't know. That's an interesting perspective to be like, I've never played Resident Evil 4 before, so the first time I'm going to play it, I'm just going to drop in in VR because it's not going to control and play the same as it would in third person. Right. But then again, it's a remake anyway. So you're not getting all the... You're not getting the original controls and shit no matter what you do. People say it's the best Resident Evil game, arguably. So... It's arguably the best Resident Evil game. So, so I have to do it in VR too, dude. Just fucking put me in that world and just let me fucking go to town and let me try it. It might be too much. I think I think my I think my uh my tolerance for the scares in VR has diminished a little bit. I, I don't think I could withstand them as is easy. I'm thinking of Thinking about it, I don't know that it's as – I don't know that I would consider it as uh, as like objectively scary as something like Resident Evil 7 mm. in terms of like the environment and stuff like that. The way that Resident Evil 7 and I think Resident Evil 8 was the same way Village was Did the you same play way Village? where they just like – I never played Oh, it, Jesus. No. Yeah, I need to play that. But, uh, <sighs> like, I just, I played seven, and they made okay. that game to be specifically scary in first person. Oh and this game being third person, thinking about all the combat and everything that you go through, like, I just, I don't know that it is as objectively scary, but who knows? It might be. I'm, in, I'm g- in VR. I, I think this is the way for me to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Just take a week off around Christmas and just play it, man. Um, very good. And Jake, it, if I mean, there's been games that I've recommended for you. I don't know what they are at this point, but you gotta play Resident Evil Eight, dude. You gotta. I know. Play I want to play it. It's not. It's not. You know. It's not a game like. Darkest Dungeon, where you're like, oh, this game is amazing. And I believe you, but I don't know if it's for me. But Resident Evil 8, I know I will like it. Mm. It's just one of those games where I have to convince myself to play it because there's so much other shit coming out. Like, the fact that I didn't play Dead Space Remake or Resident Evil 4 Remake this year, 
which in my opinion are the two greatest survival horror games ever made. Yeah. I didn't play either one of them. But you did play Callisto Protocol. It, but I did play Callisto Protocol, which arguably is not as good, but it was a new experience, so I really enjoyed it. Um but I was playing other stuff. Like it, it like there's just so much, especially this fall, there's so much good stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. It might be the middle of next year before we get a break. Because there's even more games coming out. Yeah, you, you start feeling like you're getting pulled under by the undertow here. It's just like I, uh, you're, I'm, you're getting analysis paralysis or decision fatigue. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what something's got to give. You know? I don't know what to even download next because Alan Wake's coming right around the corner. Like I want to play that, and then we got news on Alan Wake in a second. But uh, moving forward, we got a, another big trailer for Spider-Man Two at the State of Play. I, I didn't even watch it. I didn't watch it intentionally didn't watch it. I don't want to see anything else about this game. I know what it's going to be. I don't I don't need the story ruined for me. Um Jake, I think you feel the same way, right? Yeah, I mean, I kind of scrubbed through it, but it's basically just like some shit about how the map works and stuff and some extra I think if you buy the deluxe edition like all these extra suits you get and all this crap. So, yeah. I didn't really dick with it too bad. Yep. Or too much, but I yeah, I don't know. It's going to be awesome. I don't really – I'm not really worried about it. And then uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So the the next, uh, I guess, section of the Final Fantasy VII remake um, got a release date, February 29th, 2024, and that it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive but only for the first three months, which makes me wonder where the fuck else is this part of the game landing? PC maybe? But just the second part? Uh, um, well, see, that's that's interesting because plays Final Fantasy VII Remake was supposed to come out on Xbox, mm. and it never did. So I'm wondering if Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, three months after release, is going to launch on Xbox with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Be a smart move. At the same time. Or this could just be a PC play. It's entirely possible that it's all PC. Yeah, but I don't know. We don't know. Um, but one thing is, sh- one thing is for certain that I am stoked about this. I am so excited to play this game. I didn't watch I, the trailer or anything. So I don't want anything spoiled. I, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't remember the game. So yeah. So I there's a lot of like stuff in the trailer that you would just like beat for beat recognize from the original game uh but you know i won't get into it because i don't want you know i don't know people's level of spoilers that they can absorb but i i am just especially like some of the shit they were showing with yuffie did you play the yuffie dlc yes i did yeah i beat it so you know how she has that like synchronized attack ability and stuff which is pretty interesting. It looks like they might be kind of spreading that out a little bit amongst your party members, which could be kind of neat. Um, cause it's like an interesting tactic for combat. And like, there's some games that have something like similar, uh, tactics or simple, similar, um, uh, abilities like, uh, like Sea of Stars, which I was just talking about a, a week or two ago. You have the ability to kind of team up with another member of your party to do like a like combo attack and stuff, yeah. and so it's a it's a neat like a, a strategy to be able to take in terms of combat. But um, I just in the past few months, 
uh, replayed Final Fantasy Remake and did the Yuffie DLC. So, like, I'm all primed and ready for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I'm so excited. And if the cadence holds, then that means that we'll be getting the last installment in another four years, I guess. Wow. So that would be right at the end of the PS5 life cycle, which is pretty interesting to think about. So if there's a presidential election, there's going to be a new Final Fantasy VII game. Because the first one was 2020, the second one's going to be 2024, and if it holds, the third one will be 2028. But we'll have to see, because it really boils down to how they end this next one. Yeah. I, I'm be, if I'm being honest, I hope that the campaign for this one isn't quite as long. Like, to me, it's it was annoying that mm. my first playthrough of that game, without playing the Yuffie DLC, took 50 hours. And to me, that's too long. But I would love it to come in at like 30 hours or so. But uh, we'll have to see what they do um, because they really stretched out that first section of the game. Yeah, they did. So I don't know. And I wonder if they'll add DLC to this second part as well. That might be kind of kind of interesting. What would that even be? You know? <sighs> Maybe some new shit, which would be cool. Maybe a story about Vincent or something. Like that could be kind of... They could tell some neat stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. And lastly, the State of Play offered us a new color scheme, which I could care less about. It, it couldn't couldn't care less about. Sorry. Let me correct that statement. Um, for the PlayStation DualSense and the PS5 um, covers, side covers. And it's going to be called the Deep Earth Collection. Don't even care. It's plastic. It's colored plastic, uh, which is what every GI Joe. Yeah, I mean, in all fairness, the colors do look good, but I'm not, you know, chomping at the bit to go out and buy these, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, But shit. That's the state of play. Overall impression, state of play, Jake. Was Was it good? Was it was it worthy of a state of play? I thought it was good. I don't know what people were expecting. I thought it was kind of weird. When I saw the announcement for it, I was expecting something completely different. So they kind of lied a little bit about what this state of play was going to be. So I'm not really sure how that comes across. What did they lie about? But I don't remember they were like, oh, it's going to be basically third-party games. Oh. And it was a lot of like second-party shit and first-party stuff. So I there was some third-party stuff in there. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I might be, uh, you know, exaggerating a little bit about that. I'd rather but, have uh, second-party shit than third-party shit shown. Well, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. But the messaging was a little bit weird. So now, so now, like, there are talks of like other people who've talked about this state of play are talking about how, like, well, now when they announce the state of play and they say, "Oh, it's only going to be indie games," it's everyone going to be like, "Well, it could be fucking." Oh, I see. Wolverine's going to be here now. You know, weird oh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I don't know, but uh, but I thought it was good. 
I mean, the highlight for me was probably Final Fantasy, but I thought that everything else that they showed was also pretty pretty legit. Yeah. Huh. I liked it. I think, uh, I mean, why not? You know what I mean? It's been a while since we've heard from PlayStation. They got these new colors. They have uh, so much shit. The Honkai Star Rail date announcement was a big deal. The... Man, the Helldivers 2 stuff is awesome. Finally got a release date on that. All the stuff we talked about. The the Resident Evil 4 DLC is coming out, and it's almost like a shadow drop. I mean, it came out the very next. It's coming out like the week after they announce it. And then uh, I don't know if there's a price to it or if it's going to be just free DLC. I didn't look into that, but um, yeah, all good, all good. But what I want to talk about next is is maybe even more important, Jake. Because you know, and the listeners know, I recently played the Alan Wake remaster and the DLC for it, which you need to get on yeah. ASAP. So let's talk about Alan Wake 2. Uh, Sam Lake, creative director for Alan Wake 2, has come out, I believe it, it was in an interview with uh, possibly the kind of funny podcast people, but he said like uh, that uh, this game is going to be over 20 hours long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure that I, that this agrees with me. It, it, I enjoyed Alan Wake. And I know that this game is split into two separate, like, many, two separate, like, parts or campaigns have you. One where you play Alan and then the other one where you're playing an FBI agent. I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy the game to begin with. I don't know if they've done a good job. We haven't played it. But, dude... Anything over like fifteen hours kind of seems more like a burden than, unless I'm like super. And I am really excited about this game, but he was kind of talking about Remedy, the studio, and how like they've been trying to assign or justify the monetary value from the consumer's perspective, right? So he. I think part of the the reason that the gameplay is is ex- like the the time of the game, why it's twenty hours, said they're kind of pretty much copying the Resident Evil strategy of having like a save point like typewriters, but instead it's like the thermos. And my guess is, is Alan Wake like sits down and takes a fucking drink out of a thermos or something, or pours himself a cup of coffee. It's gonna be something probably like that. I guess I don't know, but so there's there's he was kind of talking on on this interview that. That was one of the mechanics he thinks that makes the game a little longer. But he definitely said that as a studio, they're looking as a way to justify the price almost. And it's like, I hate that. Like, I don't, a longer game doesn't mean a better game. So, yeah, this is, this is kind of bullshit. I mean, I would be a little bit more upset if it was like 40 hours. Yeah. 20 hours to me seems a little on the long side for a game like this, but... It's their longest game yet. It's longer than Control. Yeah, but I agree with you. I would gladly pay $70 for an amazing 10 to 12 hour game. Maybe gladly. We're, maybe we're outliers, but I mean, I would as well. I mean, to be fair, to be fair... We both have a little bit of disposable income that we can apply to this hobby, but that's what you get. Like, if you want to be, this is a luxury. It's not a fucking right to play video games. 
And so to me, what's frustrating is that, yeah, I get it that they want to sell their games and all of this stuff, but games wouldn't have to be so expensive or sorry, or sorry, games wouldn't be so expensive to make if they didn't have to be so long to justify how expensive they are. To me, it seems fucking stupid. Yeah. Just like make them, make them the length that you want them. Get rid of all of the padding and the filler. Make it a tight, bitchin', ten to twenty hour narrative campaign. Maybe add some replay value if you want. Maybe add new yeah. game plus, some other shit or whatever if you want. Right, but like. Stop stop trying to to cater to like the lowest common denominator. And now I know that like I think it just makes the games worse in my opinion. Now I understand that we're probably going to have some listeners that are going to disagree with this and they might get a little salty about that take. And I understand where you're coming from. I've been in a position before where I don't have the money. I used to pirate games when I was a kid all the time because I couldn't afford shit and everything. But it's it's like you know, you don't I don't know. Like you don't go to a movie theater and expect like expect them to you know give you your movie for like, you don't go to a movie theater and say like, Oh, I paid $15 for this. So I want it to be six hours long. It's like, no, like you paid, you pay $15 regularly, whether the movie is an hour and a half long or it's three hours long. It's the discretion of the creator to decide how long that movie needs to be. And everybody just fucking accepts it. Now there are exceptions. Like if a movie's an hour long, people are going to be pissed about it. But like, Nobody bitches that Austin Powers is 90 minutes long. It's a fucking funny-ass movie, and people would gladly pay whatever the ticket price is for it, just like they're gladly going to pay the same amount to see Oppenheimer, which is three hours long. Right. So why is it that in games, people bitch about the fact that they're paying – now, I get it. $70 is more than $15, but you're also talking about uh, a short game is 10 hours long. Which is already three times longer or four times longer than your longest movie experience. Right. So it's it's one of these things where I think that people just need to like think a little bit more carefully about what you're like be careful what you wish for with all of this race to the bottom shit with price because – you are directly responsible for bringing into existence things like the uh, live service stuff, all of the gotcha shit, all of the loot box stuff, all of the freaking DLC, all of that crap is to make it to, – to like justify these games that are costing so much money to make. Because we have to make them longer and longer and more complicated and more involved just to justify their price tag. Or if they're free to play, obviously, you need to pay for it somehow. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant. But no, you're, I, you're passionate about it, and that's what we need. So uh, I'm back. I, I, I'm okay with 20 hours. I'm okay with it. The last – no, like famously, the first Last of Us, my first playthrough of it was like 18 to 20 hours, and I thought it was perfect because that game, it, every single second of that game was thought out and it was really, really paced well and everything. 
The Last of Us Part Two. They went too far. The game was too long. It dragged in places. I was way ready for that game to be over before it was even over, which is unfortunate because it's one of the most impressive most impressive games ever made. So I really don't like the idea that studios are, are now coming out and saying like, yeah, we're going to make it longer just because the consumers want it to be – to justify $70 or whatever. Like to me, that's a bad reason to justify your art. Like I think that – if it was if you complete your campaign and it's five hours long, then okay, I agree. Yes, you should make that game longer. Give the you the consumer a little bit more value. But if your campaign comes in at like ten to fifteen hours, I don't and you've got like a proper new game plus and shit in there, I don't think you have to justify your seventy dollar price tag. If it's a triple A top notch experience. I mean, that's just me though. Yeah, so this was an article that I I pulled off of Push Square, and verbatim what the Push Square article says is this, because they word it more eloquently than I can myself, so I'll just give them the credit they're due for this paragraph, but it says, Lake, who's Sam Lake, explained, Remedy felt the pressure to extend playtimes due to the monetary value perspective some consumers use when deciding to buy a game. The longer a game is the more worth it has to some buyers. Sam Lake then added that one way Alan Wake 2 has been made longer is by adding more worth to the series' classic thermos flasks, which are just collectibles. And it says, now they'll act as the item you save your game with, like in a classic Resident Evil title. And it says that this is going to be a digital-only release. And I'm looking at the comments on the Push Square site. And it's only 60 bucks. Wow. It's not 70 it's $60. So push they're probably able to do that because they didn't pay to have a digital copy made. But um, what's interesting is so like they're all over the place, the comments. Like the first one that I'm seeing here says it depends. If it adds playtime by dispersing currency in 10,000 searchable chests like Bioshock Infinite, hell no. I'd avoid that like, the, like, like Open Flames. If it adds time through meaningful gameplay and story, yeah. I go to that like marshmallows over open, open flames. And then someone was just like, um, uh, I don't know. I feel like game length is a detractor for me. I've never completed a Persona game, for instance, because that's an arduous and Herculean task to stick to one game that long. Um, 20 hours is fine. Control is pretty much the perfect length. That said, Alan Wake is my most anticipated game this year. So some people are just like, someone's like 20 hours is a sweet spot. Um, someone's like, that's a decent length. Uh, I think such a long story driven games are dangerous for smaller studios like remedy. They cost a lot to produce. So a commercial disaster can become a financial threat to the whole studio. Let's hope it goes well. That's it too. Especially if they're charging 60 bucks now. So there's a lot of, a lot of opinions on this article on push square. And I don't know, man, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I don't. I guess we just have to wait and see how the game is. You know, I, you got to hope that they're. Yeah, I don't know. They're giving it the right. We'll see. I don't know. We just have to hope that it's good. That's all. Yeah. Move, moving on. If you have anything to say about that, write us. Uh, in a weird move, and uh, we were talking about Apple shit at the beginning of the show. Death Stranding is going to be coming to iPhone 15 Pro. It's absolutely ridiculous to think that Death Stranding can be ran on an iPhone um, internally, like not streaming, anything like that. It's just going to work. 
And uh, just as an aside, the iPhone 15 Pro has a base price launch of $999. So that's almost double what your PS5 costs. So if you want to fucking play Death Stranding, just buy a PS5. <laughs> but it's impressive nonetheless that it can run on that. It's cool. It's, it's really cool that they can do this. But I think it's uh, a little bit kind of like, why? Like, I, like, like, why would you want to have that experience on your phone? It just seems kind of bizarre to me. But it's cool that they could do it. I mean, it seems kind of just like a flex on Kojima's part. Of course. And on Apple's part. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not going to be playing Death Stranding on a fucking phone. I'll tell you that. And Lord knows when Death Stranding 2 comes out, I'm going to be all over that shit. Anyways, we which we haven't heard much of anything about lately at all. So I think that's – well, I think it's a 2025 release if we're lucky knowing how Hideo just fucking yeah. takes forever to make shit. Um, there was a new firmware update that came to the PS5s, and some people might be wondering what the hell that was all about. Mainly, it's just extra support for Dolby Atmos, and uh, you can install SSDs up to 8 terabytes now, which is fantastic. Um, the access controller is now 100% support on the PS5, along with other quality of life improvements. And we don't need to get into all that here. If you're curious about the firmware updates, you can find more information online. There were a, quite a few little things that were kind of cool, just quality of life shit. But I don't know, eight terabytes of SSD space? I, I have some comments. First of all, if you need eight terabytes in your fucking PlayStation, there's something mentally wrong with you. I like I Maybe you're a fucking digital listeners, collector. Please, please write in and give me a reasonable justification for why you in this day and age have to have eight terabytes of storage in your PS5. That fucking SSD is going to cost more than your console. So you're talking about a $500 plus console now plus a $500 SSD. It's like, what, what's it, what are you doing? Just delete your games. It's not that hard. I, I understand if you want to upgrade four hundred dollars like you did or whatever. You know what I mean? Three ninety nine. Okay, so so as much as the digital PS five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I uh, like it's it's okay. It's okay. Like I think th- I think that these people that do this are literally just digital hoarders. Is anybody doing like, it? It's it's like. It's a hoarding tendency. Like you don't need like to fucking delete it. Your your shit's saved. Just re-download it. It's the internet. You don't need it anymore. Or if it's if you're if you're a physical collector, even worse. You've got the disc. Just fucking delete it and put the disc back in. Here's here's a thought. I don't know. I to me to me I, like to me it's like if you can do it, cool. If you want to do it, by all means. I just fail to understand the mentality behind this. To me, it's like don't – to me, do not bitch about paying $70 for games and then go out and spend $400 on an SSD so that you can have eight terabytes of storage that you don't need in your console. Mm. I get that they're, they're probably two different things. I'm sorry. I'm a little fired up tonight. I don't know why. It's because that guy wanted to fight you in the hockey match. It could be. It could be. I'm all freaking just – Got your – Intense about your it. Your testosterone's yeah. high right now. Your fucking fight power. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, man. So yeah, there was a firmware update, and uh, dude, as far as that goes, the only justification that I can I can even throw out there. Maybe you're a transient person. Maybe you don't stay in one spot at all the times. Maybe you live in an RV or camper where you're just like, I'm going to fucking load this goddamn thing up with as many games as possible because I'm traveling across the country and I'm not going to download any of this shit ever again until I get back home. That would make that would be like a situation, like a band going on tour. Like you want to just fucking load that shit up. But uh, so let me let me just put this in perspective for you. <sighs> Call of Duty is notoriously large. It's about 150 gigs to install Call of Duty. Mm. If you had an 8 terabyte hard drive, now I'm being a little bit loose with the math here. But if you have an 8 terabyte hard drive, you can install Call of Duty 53 times on that hard drive. Nobody needs that much space. (laughs) Yeah. I suppose you're right. I don't know. But it it is something to think about. Um, but hey, we have the ability. Could be now. the only thing I could think. Of, the only thing I could think of if you're somebody who's a prolific saver of uh, video clips and doing video editing, that stuff can take up storage. Yeah. So if you're very prolific with that and you use it for a lot of capture, I can understand maybe wanting that. But it, it, my personal suggestion would be spend about a third of the price and buy an external hard drive. If you want to know the right thing, the right way to do things, write into PS. This is awesome. Yeah, don't ask Jake. <laughs> and ask, ask for me specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I don't fucking know. I mean, that's times are changing, bud. But I agree with you. I I can't really come up with a reason. Next news point. This one is actually fucking awesome, and I hate that I'm so like. I hate that I think it's awesome. I like that I think that it's awesome, but at the same time, I hate that I think it's awesome. There was a new CGI trailer for Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty that was shown. And while it's not gameplay, it got me super fucking hyped. Remember Idris Elba? He's going to be in this DLC, and his acting is 100% on point in this trailer. Now, here's a little bit of story content. So, I don't know. If you don't want to hear this, fast forward a minute in, two minutes in. This is all in the trailer, though. He plays a character... Who's like a, a government agent who's like last day in Night City. He's retiring. He's taking a train out of town and he's got like his person on call, right? Like, you know, like uh, V has like contacts um, that you dial in and you they're in your fucking whatever your chipset and you can talk to them. And they're like he's got like a, a an Internet protector or like maybe some sort of uh, hacker that he's communicating with that he's been on the job with apparently for years. It's like his sidekick, and he's on the train. He goes, "Man, I hope this, you know, hope no one's tailing me, you know, last last ride out or something like that." And he's sitting on the fucking train, and the girls, the ladies, like, "Yeah, I think you know we're clear. You know, it's been a good run, something like whatever." The gist, definitely not verbatim what's being said. And then all of a sudden she gets disconnected and she hears like all this fucking shit and it's CG. And they're going through like a tunnel or something, the train, and the lights start flashing on and off. And when the when the lights kick on, you see Idris Elba just fucking going to town, like beating the shit out of people who are like trying to attack him on his way out. And he's like killing him and stuff. And then it's just smash cut. You don't know what happens. You assume he dies. Smash cut to his contact who's like on an airplane. 
she's working for the government. She's meeting with somebody important in that airplane or that spaceship gets fucking shot down. And I think the premise is, is that brings Idris Alba's character out of the woodwork seven years later and he's actually alive, which is fucking the dopest fucking thing ever. Like, and it's just like, God, I want to fucking play it. But then like, I know what fucking CD Projekt Red does. And I, and I didn't, I don't know. I didn't get back through the cyberpunk shit, but dude, it looks this trailer is, I mean, I, I never, I didn't watch it before, but I'm just, I have it on mute, but I'm just kind of scrubbing it's through fucking it. Fucking awesome. And, uh, it seems like it's graphically impressive. It's a CGI trailer. It's not like what the game's going to look like, but I know, but even still, like it looks, it looks fucking good. It looks legit. So, I really like Cyberpunk when I played it. So I'm not um I'm not opposed to replaying. No, I I don't know that I if I would necessarily replay the whole game. You don't have to jump back yeah. into it to play this DLC like I'm really stoked about it cuz the premise is Idris awesome. Elba is a great actor and obviously I think Keanu's back. <sighs> To play Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. Fuck, so man. Could be, it's gonna uh, be good. Could be good. Yeah, it's could gonna be, be good. good. Of course, it's coming out in a really bad time. But Correct. I'd like to get it get to it eventually for sure. So they it's announced like Christmas time. They announced me. this recently, Jake. Yeah. So the huge 2.0 update to Cyberpunk, whether or not you you buy uh, the the DLC Phantom Liberty, just the update to the original game drops on 921. Five days later. The 26th, and like within a fucking two weeks, Phantom Liberty is going to be dropping. Yeah, man. A week from New skill today, trees, all tomorrow. that shit. Yeah, it's going to be... Oh, they revamped a lot of shit. Police system, vehicle combat. I think it's, it's... I don't know. I don't know if vehicle combat's a good thing or not. I mean, it always controls like shit no matter what game you play. They can't even do it in Grand Theft Auto well. But anyways, it looks awesome. So go check that trailer out. It's definitely worth watching because uh, it looks really dope. And uh, news that we don't usually get enjoyment out of talking about on the show is uh, Ascendant Studios. We never like to hear this shit, but the, they're the developers behind Immortals of Avium, which just dropped. Um, they've laid off half of their team uh, due to poor sales of the game. Uh, and uh, that was a direct result of that. And roughly 40-some people lost their jobs on account of that. Now, I, I have heard mixed impressions of this game. I've heard some people say that it's way better than what the reviews are giving it justice for and giving it justice. And I've heard some people be like, yeah, uh, there's too much shit going on on the screen. It's hard to follow. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think it looks pretty good, if I'm being honest. I I just think that... They released it at a horrible time. Like, I don't understand. This is a classic EA shit. Like, this is how they killed Titanfall 2. Like, why are you releasing this game, which is a new IP? It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little bit to get eyes on it anyway. Why are you releasing it in the midst of Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate and Starfield and freaking Cyberpunk and all this other stuff that's going on this fall? Like, I don't understand what they were thinking they should have found a hole maybe like in spring next year or something but there's like a month where there's nothing really huge around it and 
I think it could have done way better. I don't know. I, I am interested in playing this game, I, of course. But because of everything else that's going on, I'm not going to get to it for a while well, if I ever get to it uh, because they released it in a really bad time. I say that the travesty in this is exactly what you're talking about, man. They're, it's a brand new IP. The internet wasn't really a buzz about it. It looked cool as shit. They're a relatively – they might be a brand new studio too. So it's like – why wouldn't you not just give them every every boon or possible uh, – give them all the leverage you can give them on a, new, on a new title like this? Like why, why release it now? Like – and what sucks is is they're – if EA made this, this decision, um, they pretty much tanked that studio, man. They took what they wanted out yeah. of them. They have a new IP to sell and uh, – 40 people got laid off. And it's just like, dude, that's they, sucks. And they, the thing that's stupid, though, is that like EA could have made way more money if they just held on to it a little bit longer. I think. Yeah, who's making those calls, man? It's really, really, it's really crazy to think about. I don't claim to know anything about how the industry works from a business perspective. But to me, it just seems like they knew that all these other games were coming out. Why oh, yeah, would you? Tr- why would you send a lamb to slaughter like this? Like it, it just seems crazy to me. Yeah, I, I don't know if the game's good or not. I mean, it, lo- it visually looks impressive, but I think a lot of these games are going to look impressive moving forward. But it looked cool. I mean, I've heard of, I've heard it's fun. Like I, I've heard it's not like the greatest game ever made or anything, but I've heard it's really fun. Yeah, and I think that it sucks. They, it just got hung out to dry. That's all. I'll say what sucks is if you, if, if you make a game like Immortals of Avium and it looks as cool as it does and it's a brand new story and it's an original IP and then literally within weeks of releasing the title, the studio lays off half its staff. What message does that fucking send to all these other studios about making new IP? And dumping your heart and soul into something original. Like, it's like, is it worth the fucking risk? So you want to know why we're getting Twisted Metal remakes. You want to know why we're getting another fucking Uncharted. You want to know why we're getting more Last of Us shit. You want to know why we're getting, you know, Bioshock remakes. You want to know, you know, why are we getting more Metro games and nothing new from from them? It's because everyone's fucking terrified that the new thing they come up with is going to fucking tank. And uh, these games cost a lot of fucking money to make. And if if the community doesn't support these things, I'm not telling you to go out and support every game because it looks cool. But I think that, and I haven't played it, but the impression I got is is like like you said, Baldur's Gate three comes out, everybody's goo goo gaga, everyone's fucking goo goo gaga about Starfield and all these things, and it's just like, dude, this 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 ecosystem is very much like I remember it being in a signed band back in the day. It's just like. You are as big as what people make you. You could be a great band, but if people aren't fucking running their mouths about how awesome you are, you're not going to float to the top, even if you're great, because no one's going to take the time to, to to check it out. And and I think that like because of the attention and because, like you said, like the fact that these promotion machines have been running on Starfield and running on Baldur's Gate and you know the success of Baldur's Gate I will say from Lyrian Studios is kind of a surprise out of left field I don't think anyone was like oh this game's yeah. gonna be fucking amazing that game yeah. earned where it's at but when that wheel starts spinning and how the internet is and like 
you know, you know, quick memes fucking catch on. It's just like those are the only fucking games that people are talking about. So this game gets pushed to the bottom, whether it's deservedly or not. It's obviously not probably as good as Baldur's Gate three, and but maybe for someone it is. I hear it doesn't suck, so it's weird, and and it's just like what the fuck do you do about that? Because the message it sends, if I'm a game developer, a game studio, is like number one, be fucking very careful about your release date, and then number two, doesn't matter how decent your game is, you know. You just have to like catch a little bit of luck too. Like you have to get everything right and still catch some luck. So is it w- worth rolling the dice on these new things? I don't know. Because it w- of all the communities that are out there, man, the video game community can be fucking harsh, dude. It's you know, it's it, they they can just fucking not give a fuck, you know? And I don't know, man. Uh and it's very – I don't want to say it's like lamb culture where like people are just like doing what the other people are doing because that's what's cool. But it seems like the people that are playing Fortnite are playing Fortnite because everyone else is playing Fortnite, not necessarily because they like it. And then they like get tricked into thinking it's awesome. Maybe it is cool. But like it seems like there are like – I don't know how to explain it. Like I I don't know. There are trends and the, the trend was not Immortals of Avium. It was Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield. That's what the fucking trend shit was. Everywhere on YouTube, every fucking influencer, Baldur's Gate, every fucking influencer, fucking Starfield. I don't think I saw much coverage at all of this fucking game by anybody on YouTube. And it's like, that's kind of too bad because there might be an awesome game there. But no one was fucking talking about it. So anyways, end of rant. We both had a rant. (laughs) Yeah, well, my dinner's done. So let's wrap it. Oh, shit. We are going long. We got one more news point. We'll talk about new games and we'll wrap things up. Uh, this last news point is awesome. In a move that should have happened a long time ago, Contra is being reimagined in Contra Operation Gulaga. <laughs> and uh, it's a side-scrolling Contra game, exactly what we want. And uh, it looks like the original, not some weird top-down Contra game where you play as fucking animals and bears with guns. So this looks really pleasing. It's eight levels long, and uh, I am 100% interested in this. Contra was one of the coolest games growing up, and uh, I think that title is awesome. And I don't know if it's a remake of the original, but it's definitely a reimagining. So it's got a pretty skin to it, and uh, it looks fucking dope for any... Any old school gamers? This game actually has some promise, I think, to it. Yeah, it looks like Contra. Looks fucking awesome. New weapon sets too. They said. Anyways, let's get into new games. New games coming out because we didn't talk about it uh, last episode. I don't think there were any, or if we did catch them, they were uh, they were a little outdated. These will be a little outdated too, since we're airing on Wednesday. But new games, September second, we saw Eternite's Myth Force nor play with your food. That's so stupid. Uh, the Isle Tide Hotel in Tuhu, a new world. September 13th, we're getting Gravity Oddity, Mystic Gate, and Super Bomberman R2. September 14th, Ad Infinitum, Axolotl, uh, Behind the Frame, The Finest Scenery VR, Heavy Duty Challenge. Heavy Duty Challenge might be good. Inspector Gadget, Mad Time Party, Summum. Eterna in September 15th, NASCAR Arcade Rush. So there are the games that came out. 
there was a game called Heavy Duty back in the day that was like a, I think it was a top-down shmup. It was cool as shit. Or maybe it was like the vehicle one. I can't remember. What was that game called? Heavy Duty what? What is it? Heavy Duty, Duty Challenge. Challenge game. I kind of want to see if that's what it is. Challenge game. Yeah, it's, no, this is like a fucking semi-truck fucking wrecking game. Man, I don't know. It doesn't look cool. Not what I thought it was. All right, Jake. Well, that's all I got for today's show. Um, do you have anything else you want to say before you go eat your midnight dinner? Uh, n- no. I just am excited to fill your gullet. more games. I don't know. I I'm not like I'm not really fall kind of crept up on us. I'm not super ready for summer to be over yet. Yeah. However, I am excited for the weather to get shitty just because it'll allow me to play more, more games. I won't have to do so much outside and but fall I do get busy with work. So I don't know, we'll have to see, but I fall and and winter always makes me more into into playing video games. Yeah. Something cozy about it. I agree 100%. So I'm excited for that as well. Hopefully things slow down a little bit on my in my neck of the woods. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep you guys posted on PSS is Awesome Shit. If there's any issues with next week's podcast before it comes out, I'll make sure to let everybody know. Uh, as of right now, computer's fixed. We're back on track, and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to episode – I think we said it was 293. Is that right? 294. Episode 294. 294. PS, this is awesome. A PlayStation podcast. Tune in every week, Wednesdays. Or become a patron and get the show a day or two early. Maybe three days if you're lucky. With that out of the way, like Contra, C-Smash VRs, and Castlevania Harmony of Despair, P.S. This is awesome. awesome.